this Sunday night, Packers football. Packers Force podcast, yeah. Black Mountain. Just, uh, I mean. Wait, hold on, which Sunday are you talking about? The, this last Sunday. Okay. I mean, when you're like that, mm-hmm. and you can, like... Dude, what a fucking game. Like, like, just the way that they were able to... they I mean, they showed you, they showed you exactly... Uh, I mean, what, what they showed you... Like, playoffs. I mean, that's still, that's still a ways away, so, like, don't, you know, you can't... Right, but that's there, and we're here. Yeah. So there is like, right. You right, see right. it, right? You see it. But like, also where, like where we are at this point in the season right now, where we've come from, Aaron right? Rodgers, Aaron the Air dude, Aaron Rodgers has been exactly who you thought. Mercedes Lewis, be, who he's going to be, Devonte Adams, big dog. big dog, just another big dog. Not yeah. Alan Lazard. Yeah. Um, Jamal Williams. Yeah. So when you got that, like, yeah, it just. Well, I mean, so what do you think was uh, when when we started? Right, the game. So the, at the beginning of the game, at the start of the game, what what were you thinking? I mean, like the the thought that I had was it honestly was, the thought that I had uh-huh when I was like the game was starting yeah. right and we had but, 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 but like think about think about so uh no so way- it goes it goes it goes it goes San Francisco yes Indianapolis Indianapolis which sucks no yeah. yes no no San Francisco okay Jacksonville Indianapolis there we go there we go all right now, so at the at the start of this game, like where were you at? I was like, were you? I mean, where you want to be is like you want to be like ready to go, and I uh-huh. felt like you know it was like yeah. Uh huh. So when that's when that started, and then things really got going. Yeah. And like Aaron Jones was just I mean phenomenal. He. I'm kind of up in the air. How? About how? That. How? Well, so I mean, so think about Aaron Jones from last year, right? Right. So Aaron Jones from last year balled his fucking ass off. Just balled out. Okay. Totally. Right. Totally. And so and this so, year he had. I, I, well, I mean, not, not this year. This uh, game. This game he had. I mean, Devonte. How many, Adams. how many carries did he even have? Yeah, but like Devonte Adams and Aaron uh-huh. Jones. Yeah. And the way yeah. that that was all working together was just like oh, it was. It felt like the early like yeah, like back uh-huh. then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that was like Aaron's first, and it just was smooth, oh, and it was dude. so. Yeah. Um. I dude, I was so excited about this game. Like, we'll speak more on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, because this is this is really interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it is really interesting because um, I think Aaron Rodgers has really changed 
uh, a lot over his career, over his entire career. And, um, well, Matt he's floor. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not with McCarthy anymore. Right. He's not with right. McCarthy. That's old. And he's now, that's gone. Right. Dude, so, uh, I mean, they've, they're what, 22 and 23 and 7, or 23 and 6, or 22 and 6? Are they... They're 21 20, 20, and 7. I, no, 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 they can't be. No, because they had only... Okay, so are you talking, like, playoffs or not playoffs? Well, duh. Okay. Because so, otherwise, yeah, I mean... Okay. So, it's... Fuck it. Um, but anyway, so... 22 and 7. 21 and 6. It was 21 and 6. Yeah. Dude, like, the passes that he's hitting to Devante and to the tight end, to uh, Tunyon, uh, Big Dog, to Big Dog... And, dude, fucking, we haven't even talked about Alan Lazard. I talked about him. You, dude, you said his name, but that's it. Well, you want to know what I had to say about him? Yeah. Okay, because with Alan Lazard, like, how he is able to, you know, he's injured, right? And then, like, he's just, the way he changes the offense is, like. He's a different guy. His size. Yes. Is just, you know. And yeah, and his his size, his strength, his ability, his physical ability, uh-huh. his his uh, his physical talent, his yep. physical smartness, his front flip, his frame. Yeah. Oh, dude, the front flip. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, I lost my shit. Yeah, I lost my shit. Totally, totally. Um, but yeah, dude, what he's like, what he's bringing. To this offense, you don't get that from any other guy. I want to talk about the defense. Okay, go there. Go there. Speak on So that. we have this defense, and, like, so the defense. Yeah. You have, like, Mitchell Trubisky, and it's, like, his <laughs> return. And, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's hilarious. Right. It was yeah. so hilarious. But, uh, so, dude, Darnell Savage. Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos, just several Packers. Plays. Everyone playing. Like, the plays that were made were just the plays that needed to be made, and it was just made play after made play. And uh-huh. then the it was like play over, like game over. It was, yeah, yeah. just the oh, way dude. it... Darnell Savage is really, I like making a run for himself. Like he's he's like he's really coming uh, like uh, game in, game out. Would you say he's like? Would you say he's like like back where you thought he would be? Um, like where did you think he would be? Yeah. Well, I mean, he had like where he started was, you know. I mean, it's that's that's where he was, right? So he he started like kind of not exactly where you'd want him to be. I mean, but drafted was, in the same draft as Rashawn Gary. As Rashawn Gary, yep, yep, yeah. Yep. And first, so both first first round guys. And so Darnell Savage. Ever since then, at first, you know, he came on and he was like, "Whoa, 
whoa, that dude, that dude's pretty quick. Right. That dude's, you know. But Rashawn Gary so, wasn't getting, he wasn't getting sacks. But like, but like where he is, no, I'm talking about Darnell Savage. Right, but Rashawn Gary, we okay. talked about Rashawn Gary. Yeah. And he was like getting close, but he just wasn't getting any sacks. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, like, we'll talk about that in a second. So, Darnell Savage, like, at the beginning of the year, he was, and, like, even kind of recently, too, like, even still up close, like, to even more, more like now, he was kind of, like, playing, like, he was playing, like, more up like close, like up front more, more like into the defense, more into the defense, into yeah, the defense, into the defense. And now, like up front, like up front, or up, yeah, 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 like up at the front of the defense or yeah, the offense. Yeah, 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 up at the front of the defense, okay. like close, close to the offense. Okay, actually. you know what I'm saying? Like he was no. up, like good at uh, like hitting guys, you know. Yeah, and so and now he has taken on like this whole new role. Where he's roaming, he's in, and he's like kind of flying in the back. And so where do you think he is? Forty-one to twenty-five win. How would you say it was? I love putting up forty-one points on the Bears. At the end of the third quarter, when we started giving up space, I just had to tell myself it's garbage time. Like I called dagger when we got to thirty-four points. The game's over. I am just not going to look at anything else that's going on <laughs> the rest of this game because I know our defense is going to do some dumb shit. But there was one point where I saw Christian Kirksey make an honest-to-God business decision, not going for a tackle. <laughs> and I was like, that's all the proof I need. That's I'm okay with that. Christian, you are brittle. You're fragile. Just just stay out of it. Just right. Like, you're going to be all right. It was like Cordero Patterson or Allen Robinson, someone you wouldn't want hitting you running across the middle. And so I saw that. And I, was like, I thought it was fine. David Montgomery. Uh, By the way, at the start of this, I was doing the bit again, but you then you started making a coherent point, and then I felt like I was stupid because of what you were doing. Oh, I thought we were gonna you were gonna use that to transition. No, right I was I was jumping right back into the my, the joke <laughs> was to do it bad again. This is the Packer Force podcast. This is what you're listening to. We are discussing the Bears trouncing forty one to twenty five. Legend, what was your view on the game? And what was like I, I, I don't want us to talk about whether we cared about the collapse because that's not the main point of the game. The main point of the game was that we beat the shit out of them, and the game was over by halftime. What? Mm-hmm. How did that make you feel, Andrew, like at halftime of that game, knowing that we were just beating the shit out of the Bears? I've never been to an all-inclusive resort, <laughs> but I kind of assume that's got to be about what it's like, because like, it's everything you've ever wanted, and it's all free, and it's all beautiful, and it's what you asked for, and it's all delivered to you, and it keeps coming. And then by the end, you're probably a little sick of it, so you don't even care that the quality starts falling off. You're not asking for the same shit. Zach, give me a fucking beer or whatever. Yeah, you've been lulled into a comfort, and by that point, you're like, fuck it. Yeah, at the end of the game, I didn't get 
give half a shit what they were doing and they tried to come back. The fact was we were there, we had a great time, it was Packers Bears, we put our foot up their asses. Mitch Trubisky was hand delivering us fucking fresh baked goods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a hell of a fantastic game, especially after that tough loss the week before, this is the kind of rebounds you want to see from that. There was no let up in the third quarter. We came up, fired up again. And we fell off in the end of the game. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? That's what this team has always done. This uh, team has never played a complete defensive game under Patton. <laughs> yeah, we, we like to... But, like, that's the thing is, like... Yeah, it's like, we like... It's like spending extra cash. You you get this three score lead and you give up two scores. It's like getting time off in the middle of your of your game. As long as you don't do that in the playoffs and lose a game that way, then you're fine. I do like that Lafleur is harping on it. He said in his press conference, "I want to see us play a complete game on defense," and I think that's good. I think I think you have to keep your team on edge because good defense is a mindset, and I think he's doing that. I think it's yeah. very intentional about like. Yeah, because the defense is what's going to sink this team this year eventually. Like, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. The, we're going to get to a game, and our defense is going to get its ass kicked, and we're going to lose. Until that happens, we're going to be fine. How many, so the longer we put that off, the more we keep our defense on edge and keep pushing our defense, like, the further we're going to go. Have we played two bad games on offense this year? I can remember the Bucks game, and that's it. Well, I would say the Jaguars game was bad on offense. You win mm. that twenty-four to twenty against that defense. Yeah, it it was seemed pretty incoherent. And then in the Vikings game, I'd say that was not great either. I, our first half offense was good, and then well, we those seven and a half minute drives that got you touchdowns. And then what'd you do in the right. second half? Right. That's Nothing. the thing. If your defense, if half your defense shows up, or if the other half of your <clears throat> offense shows up. If we don't have two or three three and outs, whatever it is, this defense will take a quarter off if it really feels like it. They need to have the lead to do that, though. And I, mm-hmm. and I yeah, we've got. Well, they did against the Colts. They they had the lead against the Colts. Mm-hmm. Took a quarter off, and that screwed them. Yep. And we didn't have the defense to stop Phil Rivers. <laughs> Phil Riv. Uh, yeah, we've got some we've got some good moderate tests coming over the next several weeks. I think I think we're gonna get good shots from the Lions. Um, I think we're gonna get a good shot from the the Eagles, the Eagles, the Panthers. None of those games should be lost. Like full stop, we should win every one of them. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's about how at this point. Those are Alabama regular season college football games. Yeah, like you right? cannot lose them. Yeah, it's Alabama number one playing, what, 25 or whatever. Yeah, or whoever Ole playing. Miss ranked number 24. Right. Kind of bums me out how easy the schedule is until we get to Tennessee. It, I wish we had more severe tests coming up. I, I mean, I didn't mind losing the way we lost the Tennessee game. You mean the Indianapolis game? Yeah, the Indianapolis game, sorry. Because it felt a punch in the face that was going to, in the end, strengthen your jaw a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, if we lose any one of these next three games, it's going to be another 
well, we fucked up. We didn't come out with enough energy. Burn the tape. It doesn't matter. Kind of loss. Like, yeah. I'd rather lose a fight than maybe accidentally drop one of these shit games to goofy teams that aren't going to be in the playoffs. It's it's annoying how meaningless this next stretch of three games is actually going to be. It's I mean. You want to grow and get better, but it's hard to grow and get better when you're playing in the kiddie pool. Do you think uh, the Jacksonville was an intentionally close game? No, no, I don't think that was intentional. I think. I mean, how how I, silly I was, was Aaron Rodgers being that game? Like, I, how much did it seem like he was kind of just like fucking around? I didn't think he was fucking around. I think that we were kind of bumbling. You think you think Aaron Rodgers likes to fuck around when he's in a one-score game versus when he's in a you know a four-score lead. Like he, if he's gonna fuck around, he's gonna do it with a three-touchdown lead. But I was gonna <laughs> say the Indianapolis game was better for us, to your point, Andrew, than the Jacksonville game because yeah. we got better after Indianapolis. I think we got worse after Jacksonville. I yeah, I felt better after Indianapolis, and that was. A, Apparently the general tenor of the locker room. I mean, too. I didn't necessarily feel better, but I like, you know, I don't know. I felt more alive. I felt like the challenge was in front of us. Like, we saw something. We had a fucking goalpost to reach. Yeah. You know, there was, there was a purpose in that loss. We saw that we were not doing well enough, and we knew that we tried, and we did not get there. As to with the Jacksonville game, it's like, eh, yeah, it was like it was like feeling shitty because you're sore from working out, or feeling shitty because you ate an entire Pizza Hut pizza by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like you feel shitty either way, but one right. is like productive, and the other is like you're going to a worse place now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this next Bears game is going to be in Chicago. That is a game that I don't see as competitive because they didn't show up for this game. Right. I don't think they like. Well, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna have a tough time between now and then. I think yeah. I don't see good things on their horizon. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll see what shape they're in when when we see them again. Mm. Um. You know, they've already lost five in a row, and it seems to be getting worse. So where does that <laughs> lead you? Yeah. I kind of feel like they're rickety cricket in season two. <laughs> By the time we see them again, they're going to be like full-blown season <laughs> ten fucking <laughs> scurry rat rickety cricket, and half his face is gone. <laughs> and it's probably not going to go well for Chicago from here on out. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I, I think, you know... To transition a little bit here, Philadelphia is kind of same energy, mm-hmm. right? They they were walking to an NFC East division title, and they got lost walking, and now mm-hmm. they're lost. And they just played Seattle, and then they play us, mm-hmm. and then they play New Orleans. <laughs> so they're going to be well, like two games back with three to play. So, well, here's the thing about... Philadelphia, right? If there's another team that's like us in the league, it's the Seahawks. Amazing offense, shit defense. And Philadelphia played them tough. Doug Peterson, last year, beat Uh-oh. young little Matt LaFleur. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, you know, there's there's that edge. There's that edge of confidence, I think. They 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 hit us in the mouth last year. I remember that being kind of the first sign of weakness with this team. It was like we're just getting bullied. We're getting out physicaled, which isn't a phrase, but you know, yeah. there's no other word for it. Um, the team just came and played tougher than us, and like that can't happen, right? Like right. in December when you're better, like that can't. So I'm really going to be when I watch this game, I'm going to be looking up front to see who's winning at the point of attack because I felt like last season against Philadelphia, it was the first time you saw, like, we were just... Teams were capable of just being tougher than us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think this Philly team that we're about to face is in a place to be as tough as they were last year when they were, like, defending champions, was it? Or, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, not defending champions, but... A year removed and You're right. trying to get their swagger back. Yes. Yeah, so uh, is this game the challenge that you would like it to be? Is no. it going to be December football, you know, in in the sense that it's a good Vikings team versus a good Packers team or something? No, it's not going to be that. It is going to be – but it's going to be something that you are building your team. Right, you're trying to build your team into something, and there's plenty of ways to check that. Can you outcoach Doug Peterson uh, with with a better team? You shit, yeah, you better be able to do that. Can you out physical these guys, and can you get two more picks off Carson Wentz? Oh yeah. Can your can your solid secondary, your supposedly a list secondary, can they come out and show up against a shit quarterback? Yeah. Can they, you know. Yeah, if Carson Wentz is having a shit year, let's give it to him. Can they do what they need to against these wide receivers to make Carson Wentz make two or three bad throws? Or is it going to be the Travis Fulgham revenge game? Uh, If they bring in Jalen Hurts, which would probably be the smart move against us. If they know anything about Packers' weaknesses over the last decade. (laughs) Maybe you bring in Jalen Hurts to just run all over you. I, I would hope that we're fast enough now to not not suffer from that but fast enough I, yeah we're definitely fast enough yeah but can Petten take care of that i don't petten has got plenty of shit to prove yes it, you know this offense doesn't have much to prove right now right this offense has fine tuning to do this offense needs to keep its edge and, and this keep... offense may have some integration to do for Tavon austin exactly it's we we have yet to see like it's really hard to say what to expect of Tate on Austin. I mean, three years ago, he was getting the highest contract in the NFL for a receiver. And then two years ago, he was out of the league. And mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like now, then he was in Dallas. And now he wasn't in Dallas. wasn't even able to stay in Dallas. They cut him in San Francisco. Like, what is wrong with this dude? What does he have to prove? And is he capable of proving it for us? I really think over these next three games, we should just sit Devontae. I would, I would. Let's get fucking Lazard reps, let's get MBS reps, let's get EQ reps, and let's get new guy reps. So you're not going to sit Devontae, but I definitely think it's not beyond Matt LaFleur to, like, de-emphasize Devontae. Mm -hmm. Um, Or maybe, you know, 
maybe the strategy is just get three touchdowns in the first quarter <laughs> with Devontae and then sit him and go from there. Um, but yeah, I definitely think like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of exploration exploration to do within the depth of this offense to where if you're just using Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones to get three score leads and then don't spend any time, you know, in the second half working different guys, that's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. If you're just going to do enough to win with your stars, you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Should we take a second to talk about Tavon Austin right now since we brought him up kind of unceremoniously? But Well, yeah, I think yeah. I, I don't I, – that's the thing is I don't know if Tavon Austin needs all that much ceremony. Uh, what I'm saying is, like, you feel like he could be good, but yeah. he also might just be there to field punts and kickoffs. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, too. Does he have more of a Desmond Howard feel or Andre Risen feel? I don't think he has either of those feel. He has Royal Preston feel. Dang, Royal Preston wasn't the eighth overall pick in the draft. Yeah, well, Royal Preston wasn't on his third team in five months. It, Who's and that little squirrely guy that we picked up from uh, Seattle for a couple games, maybe even a year. Rakeem Ishmael? No, more recent than that. Corin Robinson? Christy Michael. Yeah, that sounds about right. Christy Michael. Kristen. Kristen Michael. Uh, I mean, Kristen Michael returned kicks, too. And uh, Corin Robinson. Yeah, I think... I mean, he was a... He was a more kind of in-the-role special teamer, whereas Tavon Austin was like... They picked him to revolutionize like their offense, and he had some great moments. But it was just, I think defenses kind of figured him out, and it once he got figured out, they didn't have to figure him out again. It's always fun to have more wrinkles. Yeah, he's a wrinkle. But I honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Swerve and Irvin comes back and Tavon... either gets cut or becomes irrelevant i mean we we heard when aaron was talking about Tavon austin on the pat mcafee show he was quite modest i thought in Mm -hmm. his expectations he said if you give a guy a role that he can embrace that's the best thing for him i think that which certainly isn't like this is going to change our offense (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i think in this type of offense matt lafleur is the type of guy that can that can use him I think Mike McCarthy would have had a harder time finding ways to get him involved. But I think there's already kind of – Swerve already has a certain wide receiver hybrid package that Tavon Austin can kind of fit into. And maybe Tavon can do – can bring a couple of things that he did well. You know, he did do jet sweep well. Yeah. Tavon Austin was, like, one of the first guys to, like – when he went in jet motion, you had to look out. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I mean, he's got he's got spark plug potential. I'd like to see us. That's you know, over these next three games, let's give him some reps. Let's give him some mm-hmm. some work in that role, and then see what happens. Um, I, do, how many over or under um, 
see five five snaps. How many do you think Tavon Austin gets this week? This week? Yeah. I would say under five snaps. Um, but that's a that's a suitable target, I think. Like mm-hmm. I think he'll get in there. Do you consider special teams play snaps? No. No. Offensive. Offensive snaps I'd say under five. I think, you know, he should be full he should be fully kick return, punt return. Yeah, if you Sunday. let Dar- if you let Darius Shepard go. Right. I kick think- returners you plug them in. You yeah. bring them in and they just go. Yeah. You say don't fumble. Go have fun. <laughs> right. Um but I think it's I think it's something to be excited about. Like honestly, it it's weird, but this craving that we had for bringing in a wide receiver, I feel like it's satisfied. Um mm-hmm. because Tavon Austin could do some cool shit. He might not, but the potential is there. We can at least see. Like, that's that's one problem that I've had with these receivers is Equinemius, MBS, Alan Lazard, we haven't had anyone else. We haven't had anyone to compare him to. None of them are close to Devontae Adams, and nobody else has been brought in to see, like, is the average fourth-round draft pick better or worse than MBS? I don't know. What happened to the Canada guy? Uh, Begleton? <laughs> I do not know. I I've, I went don't... back to Canada because it was safe. <laughs> That's probably a smart move. He opted out. <laughs> opted out. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but I think, like, Tavon Austin, sure, he sucks on San Francisco and doesn't make their team. But he might be our second best receiver. I don't know. I don't think I again I don't see him coming in and taking like meaningful reps away from Alan Lazard. No. Or even I don't either. meaningful reps away from anyone else. Besides maybe maybe Tyler Irvin. You know. And I think may like if you find out that he's some maybe he can become an even better Tyler Irvin. Which Dude, honestly, like that's Tavon Austin is about as much as you can hope for, because I think he's kind of a low expectations guy, but super low floor, super high ceiling. Yes, not super high ceiling, but like Eh, it's a pretty high ceiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Potentially, he could come in uh, over under. Tavon Austin has two big plays for the rest of the year. Um. I mean, I will say two, uh, two and a half, right? Yeah, I'd say under two and a half. I think he might get two big plays. Yeah, um, which was great. Which would be satisfying. Um, Legend, what do you what do you think? Over or under two two and a half. Um, I have no opinion. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen the guy at all. I don't know what we're getting. Nobody knows what we're getting. Their yeah. guess is that by just anybody. It's a fucking guess. Nobody knows. Give me a game or two to see him touch a ball and move around with it. <laughs> All right. That's that's some sound analysis. Or this isn't something we're going to play back and say, what an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm excited. Um, yeah, no, I do. I appreciate it. It feels like the GM went out and he took a swing. And that's really all I've been asking for is to let me know that the GM is trying. It felt like maybe 
maybe like a like a wedge, like a pitching wedge type of swing. But it was a swing nonetheless. Like it wasn't a it wasn't a driver like going for the long ball. It was like very nice and easy, but a swing at something. How how many yards on offense would Tavon Austin have to get to make you excited? Get you real excited? If Tavon Austin has a single eighteen yard run. Yeah. I will get excited. Right, right. 18-yard <laughs> something. Yeah. Um, but enough enough about Tavon Austin. Because um, I think this was... I think... It was, it, it was a weird week. I mean, on top of the Tavon Austin signing, you have the Will Fuller news. Yep. Uh, which was just kind of... It was like a sit down, shut up. This is uh, this is why they pay you fan money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's not that Brian Gutekunst knew Will Fuller was using a banned substance, but it's like trading for someone isn't. It's not uh, yeah. going to set you free. It's not going to change your life. Like exactly. Not everything that glitters is gold. And if you're getting that guy, then you're probably overpaying. Like, how do you think the Cowboys feel about giving up a first-round pick for Amari Cooper? Yeah, I mean, he was really good. He was. Yeah, absolutely. Was really good. What did it get him? Right. I mean, it's it's a green grass type deal. You've got a first-round pick can be anything. You know, it can be... Um, it can be a great, great playmaker, or it can be a total bust. So it's not like we always want to say, "Oh, you'd rather have the first round pick." Yeah, well, what if you go and draft Taco Charlton? Like then maybe it's not so great to, that you kept the first round pick and yeah. lost out on Amari Cooper. So you can't ju- judging personnel is always it's always risky business, and you're always going to be wrong half the time, at least. Uh, but I think, like, it's starting to feel like the team is solidifying and locking in. Like, you had mentioned, Peter, a couple weeks ago, wanting to see this team put up 40 on someone just mm-hmm. the way the 96 Packers did that to a yep. couple teams. And this mm-hmm. last game against Chicago sort of felt like that. Yeah. And I'd like to see that happen once or twice more over the next few weeks. Just, you're playing a shit opponent, pound them. Yeah. Like, I wanted to see us embarrass a team, and we embarrassed him. You know why? You know why I know that? Because Anthony Miller came out and said, this shit is embarrassing. So (laughs) you knew you did it. Oh, and Matt Nagy had a blow-up on, have some pride. (laughs) In who, bitch? You? (laughs) Nagy sucks. It's funny, we thought he was coach of the year, we thought he was going to be somebody in this division and change the conversation. We were nervous because the Bears had the bright, young, new head coach. Yep. And he's a fucking idiot. Matt Nagy is so stupid. Yeah. I think there is, like, being a middle-aged hard-nosed looking white bald dude gets you one good year. (laughs) Like, you will get respect for a year just because of that look. Yeah. Look at Mike Patton. <laughs> Got it. Yep. Yeah. Maggie. 
Yeah. <sighs> the the bears are the bears are fucking sorry these days. They're just a sorry franchise. Yeah. They just fucked up on every level. So not like the Texans fucking up their wide receivers, but like <laughs> the next level of bad above that. Yep. So so we got Philadelphia next week. We've talked about that. I kind of want to look ahead because we are in December. Well, we're talking about this three these three games: Philadelphia, Detroit, Carolina. Uh huh. And then it's yeah. And then it's Tennessee. Tennessee and Chicago. Detroit's looking sorrier and sorrier by the day. Well, they just fired their head coach. He's they, gone. You know, we're not playing them in the just fired the head coach game where they're all going to be fired up to prove that Patricia was totally the problem. Yeah. So they're going to take their shit out on guess who? The Bears. <laughs> and, then, and then they're going to feel like they got their lumps in and they're, they're going to face us and we're going to beat the shit out of them. Yep. The Panthers, the Panthers are a young team. Christian McCaffrey doesn't want to play. It's not worth it for him to try and play this year. He's slowly recovering from whatever injury he had. Matt Rule is a young coach. Teddy Bridgewater's desperately trying to prove that he belongs in a starting role. Teddy Bridgewater is playing above his pay grade. Maybe. About. I think... I... Let's go take care of business. Let's move to nine and three. Let's, you know, keep the pressure on New Orleans and Seattle. Like we've got a one seed to vie for, and we need it. Yeah, honestly, these games should feel like Alabama versus Old Miss. Yep. Alabama versus Mizzou, or something. Yeah. Or Alabama. Just because, you know, Alabama goes through, you know, 11 shit games a year. They'll play Clemson once, and it's a big matchup. No, they don't play Clemson once. They'll they'll play play Georgia. They'll play Auburn. They'll play Florida. They actually have kind of a tough schedule because they're in the SEC East. Yeah, but... Florida is not tough. The Saints have it. They're they haven't lost since we beat them. That's insane because they were pretty fucking middling when we saw them. Yeah, they did. Mediocre, milk toast at best, and now they're the fucking thing huh? without even having fucking like, Drew Brees out there. Yeah, they've had. I mean, they've had games against the Falcons and Broncos since Drew Brees went down. So. It was. It hasn't been tough. And the Broncos had Kevin Hinton at quarterback. So they've got the Eagles, Kansas City, the Vikings, and the Panthers. The playoffs are. The playoffs are going to be hard. We're going to have to face teams that are, you know, one of these NFC West teams that we haven't played this year. The Rams, Cardinals, or Seahawks, or the Buccaneers again, or the Saints again. How do we get that NFC East team? Uh, we would have to lose the division. That's mm-hmm. not fair. <laughs> yeah, and that's impossible. 
Right. I think the Vikings are going to make the playoffs. No, I think the Vi- I mean the Vikings are f- five and six. Five and six, and Arizona is the seven seed at six and five. I feel like if you get the number one seed, you should be able to decide to play the NFC East team. <laughs> right? Because I would rather have that than a buy. Easy win, keep momentum going. Why not? Yeah, give me that fucking bye week. Would you rather beat? A COVID-ridden Tennessee team, or would you rather lose in a good game? Oh, I'd rather lose in a good a good you'd, game. You'd rather lose keep in a Derrick game that Henry, makes you better. It keep Derrick Henry under 100 yards. Maybe like yeah, keep him to like 120. And it can't be like like he gets one like 30-yard run. So you're getting beat by Ryan Tannehill. No, I mean you're getting beat by Derrick Henry, but you're you're not getting blown out. But your out. defense is, or your offense isn't moving. Is it totally bullshit that Henry is not like the number one seed on the fucking MVP race? Um, it might be. That's a good. That's a good question. Yeah, I think uh, he's. I think he's had some bad games. Yeah, so I think. Do you think Aaron Rodgers wants the MVP? Oh fuck yeah, he wants the MVP. You think he's you think he hasn't listened to this show and gotten pissed off when I mentioned that Matt Ryan has won an MVP more recently than Aaron Rodgers? That is ridiculous. But yeah. And and Cam Newton. Nope, not that happy. Aaron knows Aaron knows Pat is next in line and he needs to fend him off if he wants a chance to be uh, considered GOAT. Man. And that matters to Aaron, whether he says so yeah, or not. This year needs to be a Pat Mahomes Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl. How nervous would that make you? That would be amazing. It's like this is what you would want. Yeah. Uh I usually Tom want- Brady in the NFC championship game too. Yeah. That would be nice. And then Russell Wilson before that. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, no, it would have so it would have to be just saying. I want yeah. I want Brady Wilson Mahomes. That's your goat case right there. Yep. If you beat those three in succession, it's yep. pretty hard to fucking argue. <laughs> well, that's all we have time for on the Pack of Force podcast. <laughs> Coming in at a tight 57 and a half. <laughs> You played Daybreak. We gotta do the thing. Guys. Uh, what? The Packers. Dude, the fucking Packers can win a Super Bowl this year, too. They can win a Super like, Bowl. Like, that's... Like, don't... Because it's not gonna be like that. <laughs> real soon. Yeah. In a short amount of years. Yeah. Like, but never, there's, there's a lot of... Eight and three is so... It's so... 
cliche right now. You you want to know some teams that are eight and three? Uh, I don't want to do the Titans are eight and three. You yeah. think the Titans are going to win the Super Bowl? The Browns are eight and three. The Bills are eight and three. The Browns. The the Cleveland the, yeah. Browns. Yep. Are you serious? Yeah, the team that got beat thirty eight to six in Week One. No, they were doing their, they were doing their successful thing like it was normal, but it's not. Yeah. What the hell, media? Yeah, Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, coach of the year favorite. They haven't really played anybody. Like they lost to Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know their deal. They're kind of coming out of left field right now, and good for them. <laughs> Would you feel ripped off if it was a Packers-Browns Super Bowl? <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Well, we got to play the Browns in the Super Bowl. That doesn't even count. This is just a shit joke in real life. So what? what is, what is Baker's commercial where he's hanging out at home at the stadium? The... State farmers. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. No, it doesn't. I'm glad you stopped yourself. And yeah, well, can we play the daybreak? Like, Jesus. Guys, we suck. <laughs> Packers don't suck, though. Like, don't take this for granted. Yeah, I mean, it's a once in a lifetime. 25-year era. <laughs> that sounded entitled. <laughs> I mean, it's more than 25. It's like 30 years now. Talk, talk like that brings on another year of darkness. Every time you say that, that brings on one more year of darkness. When the dark age comes. Yeah. Well, we thought it was coming, and then it, it came back. This whistling sounds really bad, if you're wondering. 